0: We are bringing back the Lombardi Trophy to Philadelphia.
1: The greatest fans of the world have their Super Bowl. Hello everyone and welcome to the British Eagles podcast here on british-eagles.co.uk. It's Stuart and Anthony here once again to go through all the latest dealings of the Eagles and of course the NFL Draft. Uh, just this weekend. So did you stay up and watch it? I fell asleep. Uh, So I I missed the whole draft because I was busy all weekend but um, intriguing. It was intriguing and to be honest no I didn't stay up and watch it. Um, There was
0: no way I was going to risk staying up until five in the morning to to watch us trade back. Um, It's what I predicted all along and it happened so I'm really glad that I didn't uh, stay up for it. Um, I've got a little in at the minute so I, I can take all the sleep I can get and I looked at the draft and thought, we're Super Bowl champions, we're stacked, we're loaded, it doesn't actually matter what we do at 32, and I'm glad I made that decision.
1: Well, I called it correctly, I said we are going to trade down and take Dallas Goddard, and we traded down and took Dallas Goddard, so uh, a a good call, for me anyway. I only said it because it was South Dakota State, but it was a position of need, and we might as well talk about him first, uh, our first draft pick in the uh, second round, 52nd pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, as I said yeah. in
1: the uh, the previous podcast that we did,
0: I don't know anything about the college players, so you just rely on what the, the you know the so-called draft experts say. But picking up uh, someone called Dallas in Dallas by jumping ahead of Dallas um, was was pretty awesome to see. Um, I'm hopeful in what he can do. He, he looks fantastic on tape. Um, we we were desperate for a for a tight end. Um, he, he's obviously not in the Brent Celek mold in the sense that he's not someone you can you can throw in there and he's going to do some blocking. But he's in that sort of Zach Ertz, Trey Burton, athletic tight end type mold. So I'm excited to see what um, Doug Peterson comes up with on on the offensive
1: play calling side of things with uh, two tight ends in there. Yeah, definitely. Again, a similar second round pick to, to Zach Ertz as well. And. A, when the when he was drafted, I think it was Mike Mayock was there, and it was just straight away it was on the comparison Zach Ertz. So uh, you've, you're getting a similar type player, and no doubt we'll see a lot of two tight end sets, which we did anyway with Trey Burton and Brent Selick seeing time, and you'll probably see them both split out and used in a number of ways to just get them both the ball. And it might take him a bit to develop, but he's one of the top three tight ends in the draft. We've got him down at 52 and we've picked up a second round pick next year when we were contemplating picking him at 32. So it's, on the look of it, a, a very good deal as well.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things um, that we were talking about last time was the value you've got in being number 32. You always get teams right at the end of the day wanting to trade up into the back into the first round to go grab a player. And that's exactly what the Ravens wanted to do with Lamar Jackson. And one of the things that obviously that the value there for the Ravens in getting that quarterback is you get the fifth year option on those first round yeah. picks. So if Lamar, if Lamar, ah, get my words out if Lamar if Lamar Jackson can uh, progress into how they expect he's going to progress, then they could have a, a very cheap quarterback so, for the next few years.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a huge, huge point. Getting back in that round, especially for a quarterback, because you know if if he succeeds, he's going to be getting a. A 30 mil deal and he's going to be taking a good chunk of your cap space so if you can get that 50-year option on him which they have done they, ha- they kind of had to do and the Eagles knew that the Eagles knew, knew someone was wanting to come up and get Lamar Jackson and the added bonus is he doesn't go to the New York Giants <laughs> yeah and there's always that
0: added bonus and you know you never want to see the the NFC's teams um get better and to be honest I don't think many of them did. Um, I think the Giants made a huge mistake by not drafting Eli Manning's successor while they're sitting at number two in the draft. You know, maybe they just didn't like the, the quarterbacks there and maybe they could prove us all right if none of those big four quarterback names um, progress into to anything more than a, a backup in the league. But they made a huge mistake. And yeah, no, I'm I'm pleased that it's the Ravens that have come back into the first round to, to nab him. Although I thought the Patriots were going
1: to take him that was one of my uh, pre-draft predictions, but obviously it didn't pan out that way. Yeah, I'm kind of the the opposite on the Giants because now they've got two superstars. They've got OBJ, um, and they've got Barkley, and that that the running game Barkley I think is going to be Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott talent wise, um, and now they've got they can take that pressure off Eli and he can do it for a couple of years and then they can find his replacement in next year's draft. If it doesn't go off, they'll they'll be up there again next year and and picking, and then you've got Barkley, OBJ, OBJ, sorry, and Quarterback, if it fails this year, which I think I think they've done all right there because I think Barkley's a, a special talent. Um, looking at the other picks, Dallas, Leighton Van Der Esch, they needed another linebacker because Sean Lee's got no knees. And Washington, I don't even know what they did. They didn't make a splash at all, really, did they? So, they're Daron Payne. So they've gone for um, the Eagles' kind of way of building up the line there, and uh, that that's all in the first round. But yeah. Lamar Jackson coming in, and um, Lamar Jackson in the, the the first round. Baltimore wanted him. We've got a decent deal. I think if there was more more people wanting him, we would have had a a better deal on the table. Maybe a first next year, but we've got as much as we could out of it.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that just comes down to Howie Roseman. He uh, he obviously knows how to to get the best deal for the Eagles when it comes to things like this, and he hasn't disappointed with that trade down. Um, we picked up a, a lot of value for that number 32 pick, and it'll be interesting to see how those players who we, we got with those picks and then the second rounder next year, where that where that develops and and see. But yeah, we were looking at Dallas, um, the tight end with pick number 32. So to be able to trade back, get more value, and still still grab him is fantastic.
1: And then our second pick, I'm just going through, uh, Avante Maddox in the fourth round, so we didn't really pick till the, the, the fourth round after slot corner, uh, is what most people are saying for Avonte Maddox, and the thing that stands out with his was his athleticism, and the, and the same with the, the next pick as well, Josh Sweat, the, the two guys who have, one of them's had injury problems, but they're so athletic, and you just see, and the combine testing, and the pro-day testing, we've brought in players who are really, really athletic, and Hopefully, that'll translate on the field. Yeah, with Maddox, the, um,
0: the general consensus was that he's a, a sort of first-round talent and if he'd have been six foot or over six foot, then yeah. he would have been definitely taken in the first round and it's his size that's made him drop down. But... You know if you think about who we're up against in in the nfc so people like cole beasley up against us you know he's got that change of pace to be able to to follow people he might lose him on the first step but he's got that speed and that athleticism to to get back to him so i really like that as a pickup for someone to play in the slot and then it was really interesting that we went defensive end um it shows that you can't have enough talent to, to try and get after the quarterback and you know, it actually makes sense to, to go out and get another defensive end, um, which we did in the draft with with Josh Sweat. So, you know, you've got Brandon Graham, who's got one year left on his deal, and you're unsure how that's going to pan out. And you've got Chris Long and uh, Michael Bennett, who probably aren't going to be here after this next season. So you need to have that sort of young blood coming through. And um, we, we've addressed that addressed that in this draft, and it's going
1: to be interesting to see how much playing time he gets. Yeah, again another first-round talent. He had a horrific knee injury in um, mm. in high school, and the the, the red mark and the red flag is is knee issues. But talent-wise and athleticism-wise, he's first-round talent. So it kind of gone through this this draft of just picking up really good players who have got potential. So it's big, low-risk, high-reward towards the end of the draft, and we've got really high-reward players out there.
0: We have, and you know, that's the the luxury of picking where we're picking because you know we're the Super Bowl champs, and we've, we're, we're we're ridiculously loaded on our roster. You can go out there and you know take a, a few more chances with the the high risk, high reward. And we saw that in the seventh round with picking Jordan Milata. Um He's not even played a, a down of American football, and you're just projecting that he's six foot eight, three forty odd pounds. Um, just ridiculously athletic. I've seen some of the, the highlights with his uh, rugby in Australia and he looks absolutely ridiculous. And if you can convert him, it's it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Jared Hayne didn't particularly pan out well for, for the 49ers. So let's see how, how Jordan
1: goes. But I love the pick and I love the fact that we're uh, able to take those risks. Yeah, we can definitely take the risks. We've already taken the tackle before that as well. So we've got our four tackles probably there. and Jordan, he's meleator or however you say his name sorry um he's i i think he's going to get a, a, a an injury that's unexplainable and suddenly goes on ir for a year um that's my there's always one in the draft that'll go on ir i think it was daniel pumphrey this year who disappeared on to ir i think this could be um the one that goes to that
0: yeah possibly in the eagles um they grabbed someone last year, didn't they, who'd played rugby before, uh, Adams Aruba who's the, the tight end. He spent the season on the practice squad. So, you know, Jordan could end up on the practice squad or miraculously go on to, to IR. But you mentioned uh, Donnell Pumphrey there, who we, we traded up to get, and he sort of didn't do anything for us last year. Obviously, Darren Sproles is back, and I've just seen today we've taken Josh Adams as an undrafted free agent, and Josh Adams was expected to to be drafted. So uh, could Josh Adams be the, the Corey Clement and contribute
1: for us and that could be the end of Donnell Pumphrey. Yeah, I think I think we've seen the end of Donnell Pumphrey unless he does something remarkable. I just don't think he has the size or the, the the kind of physicality you need in the NFL but it'd be a great surprise if he, he did. They obviously saw something in him to draft him but there's so much talent in our offensive backfield at the moment that he's got to do something to shine and, and make his way onto the roster and at the moment you just can't see it because it's a giant one Clement two, sprawls one is, is in there as well as the top two with just kind of rotation. So do we keep four this year? And then who's the fourth? There's going to be a, a battle in camp for that. Well, yeah. And you've not mentioned
0: Wendell Smallwood as well, who I know the... Uh... The Eagles coaches really like, but there's there's going to have to be some give there. You're not going to be able to keep Ajayi, Clement, Sproles, Smallwood and Adams. Um, Whether Josh Adams goes and spends a a year on the the practice squad or one of them, obviously, you know, things happen, don't they? Someone ends up injured or I can see Wendell Smallwood getting cut. Um, Yeah, so the, the running back position is going to be interesting to see how that pans out. I know we've tried running back by committee before and it seemed to work well last year so um, we'll see how that one goes but no it was a, a big coup for the
1: Eagles picking up Josh Adams yeah and they've thrown some guaranteed money at the undrafted free agents as well which is a bit of a surprise but if it comes out you get you've got to try and get those players and if you've got to give them a little, little bit of money you're competing against 32 teams it's not like you're drafting the player you've got to compete against everyone else and you sometimes have to give up that little bit of money to get some players through the doors a UDFA. But then we are Super Bowl champions, so that'll be an attraction in itself.
0: Absolutely, but also the the other players will look at the likes of Corey Clement, who came through the undrafted route and played a significant part in in the Eagles' successful season. And obviously he caught the the pass in the Super Bowl as well. So the Eagles have shown that whether you're drafted or undrafted, if you've got the talent and the right attitude, you're going to make the
1: roster and you're going to get some playing time and a chance to contribute. There we go. So just looking at the draft elsewhere... What was your like surprise pick in the first round? I think first overall there was talkings of it being Baker Mayfield, and then it was. And for me, he's the four, fourth best quarterback uh, in college football, and he goes number one. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Um, I
0: thought that it was going to be Sam Darnold. I think he's yeah. the probably the safer pick for the Browns. So I was, it's it's a little bit of a risky move, um, but you know, one of the Browns got to lose that you know they seem to have other pieces around baker mayfield in terms of the other acquisitions they've been making and obviously mayfield stood out for them in the the pre-draft process so it's going to be interesting to see how he pans out and obviously the jets got their man i think they you know that's who they were hoping to get over the last sort of 12 months so for him to fall to them at at three was fantastic and i think a, a big surprise for me was also the bills taking josh allen rather than josh rosen and there's that funny video out there of the bills fans where they realize they've traded up and they hear the word josh and they're all cheering and then they hear the word allen and they all the old sort of gasping disbelief sorry they hear the uh yeah allen josh allen and they all sort of gasping disbelief because they all thought they were going to get josh rosen so that was a, a surprise pick for me that josh rosen fell as as far as he did considering he's He's the one that people are saying is the, the, the safest prospect with the highest ceiling. So we'll see how he pans out for the Cardinals. But you could see Sam Bradford getting traded again, which it's not an off-season in the NFL without Sam Bradford getting traded.
1: Exactly. I think with Josh Rosen, he'll be allowed to sit behind Sam Bradford until he gets injured in week one and then come on the field. Josh Allen, for me, he's the intriguing one because he's got some similar characteristics to Carson Wentz. So, mm. But he's obviously not, not the level of Carson Wentz when he was coming out. And he could he's got he's got that, he's like the high risk high-award kind of type one of the, the four. Um but but we'll see how that goes in Buffalo. Um looking else through the draft. There's some player who was the biggest like person that you saw dropping through the draft that you just thought what's going on here? Uh, it was the running back um that we passed
0: on, uh Grice, however you pronounce his surname. Guise. Um Guise. Guise. I don't know. Darius Goose. that's the one yeah whoever he is he obviously all the reports came out afterwards that he wasn't um interviewing well with the teams and you know in fact he got into a shouting match with the eagles during his interviews there during uh the pro day i think it was and um apparently the eagles called him at 32 but didn't take him um as the the trade offer came in and then when they were picking later on again in the the draft they passed on him again to to select the tight end so that, that was a, a big surprise to to see him drop, but obviously there was various teams that had character concerns about him. It's just intriguing that they called him at 32, but didn't call him again later on in the draft, so uh, obviously something's happened there, but um, I know uh, there was lots of reports that Juice Staley liked him, so he was the name that, that jumped out at me as the one who dropped um, out of the first
1: round that I wasn't expecting to. Yeah, one for me was uh, it was a middle-round pick. I think it was uh, Bo Scarborough was another one that we were linked with, and he just mm. kept dropping and dropping. I, I can't remember where he was taking. I think Dallas took him in the end, and maybe in the seventh round, I'm I'm scouring through the draft. Yeah, seventh round pick, Bo Scarborough from Alabama. He went to the Dallas Cowboys, and I thought he was going to be a third, fourth round pick, and the Eagles might have a look at him there if they hadn't taken Goyce earlier in the in the draft.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? You, you've you got no idea what's actually going on inside the facilities of the, the, the teams. Um whether it's the scouting department or the, you know, the vice president of player personnel and things like that, how they, how they view players. Um, you know, we saw that with at, right at the top of the draft, and obviously it happens all the way through. Is you just can't predict what people think. The whether they really like a player, whether they don't like the player, whether they, you know, clash with the player during the interview, what they use as the the metrics for deciding whether they're going to be a good fit or not, where to draft them. The, the team needs so it's just but that's the intrigue of the draft isn't it you, you you just don't
1: know exactly and I think fans are just like fans are going off like big boards some of them do their own research some just go off the big board and then just see a player drop and they go oh we should take him because he's number 52 on someone's big board and it's pick 129 but these scouting, scouting sources have gone over and over again to just uh, have a look through these players and You've got to trust their, their judgment.
0: You do have to trust the judgment. Um, but it is one of those where you've, you, you know, Tom Brady is the, the one that's quoted every single week. He was drafted in the sixth round and look at him now. Um, but, you know, you have players who aren't drafted. So how do those players escape the system, not get drafted and turn into absolute superstars? Um, you know, Jason Peters was undrafted, wasn't he? So, you know, you get these pro bowl players That come in and become absolute stars in the league. So, um, like I said, you just don't know with players how they're going to adapt to the game, how they're going to fit in, uh, do they go into the right situation? And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, certainly in this draft, how the top four quarterbacks pan out. So, last year you had um, people like Deshaun Watson, who started off on fire until he suffered that injury that ended his season. Trubisky showed flashes, and let's see how he gets on where he's. Um, a few more weapons around him this year so it'll be interesting to see how these four develop which ones continue to uh, sorry which ones come in take the league league by storm or which ones
1: flame out and sort of become perennial backups as as the years go on so there you go we've talked about the NFL draft and the Eagles making five acquisitions through the draft and some unrestricted free agents as well undrafted free agents should I say as well Uh, should we talk a little bit about Darren Sproles before we go he's signed a new deal uh, to finish his career off as an eagle, and he's a big, big wep- weapon to get back for the offence, isn't he?
0: Oh, he's absolutely huge. Um, the I think Chip Kelly called him his Swiss Army knife, um, just because you could do so many different things with him. And, you know, you, you saw it last year when he was, the, you know, 33, 34, whatever his age was last year, and just what he was able to do, his athleticism was just incredible um now it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on with the the acl to see how he comes back from that but having darren Sproles back is is huge um he was doing a lot for us before he he, um, went out injured and you know he's said that he wants to come back and he's got you know unfinished business and you know he's going to be another one of these players that come back to the eagles who got a super bowl ring but didn't play in the super bowl that Want to have you know a ring of their own for the Eagles um, in that they play in the Super Bowl and you know they they're not sat on the sidelines injured so you know these players are coming back with a chip on their shoulder and you
1: know it, it's huge um, news getting him back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got a stacked offensive backfield as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about um, Goist and the players that could potentially come in and for me. You've got a JJ on a, a last year deal. Darren Sproles is coming to the end of his career. So it's a, it's a vital point. And again, we'll look at Carson Wentz's window of winning and the Eagles' window of winning. And we need these players for the next couple of years because that's our best chance to get back to a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz under his rookie deal. Absolutely. And, you know, this is where Howie
0: Roseman had sort of excelled last year with these very clever one year deals um to to get certain types of talent in to the uh the into the dressing room onto the field those who have been there done it experienced and sproles is just a fantastic team guy as well and you know he will make that locker room better with his presence and the likes of cory clement and josh adams will learn so much from him just over the next sort of 12 months so Bit of a no brainer to, to bring him back, obviously, with with not picking anyone through draft. I know we've got Josh Adams sort of in the waiver signings after the draft had taken place. So, you know, he's he's a big addition back and I know he's a popular addition um among the Eagles fans as well.
1: Definitely is. Yeah. So it's looking like a good year for to be an Eagles fan going forward. Obviously we've had the Super Bowl this year, so do we get greedy and look for another one? We'll soon find out as we've uh, it's a short podcast today, but it's been a good one. Yeah, we'll try and bring them um, as, as often as possible to, to the UK
0: fans of, of the Eagles. We want to talk about all sorts of different things as the off-season and then the, the season progresses. And obviously we've got more interviews lined up, so keep an eye out for those. And sometimes we'll we'll have a, a short podcast like this, sometimes we'll have a longer podcast. Um,
1: we'll just, depending on what, what we've got to talk about, and um, we'll go from there. There we go. So thanks again for tuning in to the British Eagles podcast here on british-eagles.co.uk. It's been Stuart and Anthony once again. So stay tuned, subscribe as well on the iTunes channel and stay focused on at British Eagles on Twitter as well, because that's where all the information comes at you. So for me, it's goodbye. And for me, it's goodbye as well. Fly, Eagles, fly.